Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the WP Builds podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com. But also on this episode, we will be joined by Craig Hewitt from the Seriously Simple Podcasting plugin. He's got a lot of to talk about regarding podcasting and hosting of audio files and all of that kind of stuff. And it's really genuinely interesting to me and hopefully to you as well. Um, Before we get stuck into that, a couple of things, the normal stuff. If you wouldn't mind sharing an iTunes review with us, I'm not entirely sure how you do that, to be honest, because I'm not very clever with iTunes. But if you wouldn't mind giving us an iTunes review, that would be really, really helpful. It does enable us to reach a bit of a wider audience, which would be lovely. Um, Also, we've got the Facebook group, which is uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WP builds. And if you go onto the podcast player itself on the wpbuilds.com website, there's a whole bunch of buttons which you can press to share and so on and so forth. And at the top, there's also a subscribe button and that'll get you onto our mailing list. And um, we don't really do a great deal of mailing on that mailing list, but nevertheless, it'll keep you up to date with episodes and contests and things like that. Now, speaking of contests, there is a bit of a contest related to this uh, particular episode. So if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash contests, plural, you'll be able to find out about the contest that you can enter, which is on for about another week. I think the date is written on that uh, you know, page down near the bottom somewhere. But I think it's open for another week and you can get yourself a life, uh, sorry, not a lifetime, you can get yourself a year's license um, for Craig Hewitt's marvellous plugin. Okay, thanks for all of that. Now, a quick word from our sponsor, which for this week is Content Snare. Now, Content Snare is um, a software as a service platform that you use to get content out of your clients, which we all know can be a real pain because basically, you know the score. You end up chasing um, your clients for content. You know, you need images and you need content in terms of text and so on and so forth. And you end up sending emails backwards and forwards and you phone them and they phone you and it's all very complicated. And after you've had about 20 different interactions and loads of different attachments have been sent, it all comes in strange formats. It's all over the place and it's a complete and utter waste of time and you basically won't be able to use it very efficiently and nobody really wants that. Well, Content Snare is here to fix all of that because it gives you the content that you need in the format that you need. It's all in one place and your client, well, it doesn't, they don't need to be chased by you and, you know, it just keeps things on a nice even keel. You're happy, they're happy. You can structure the content so that your client can see exactly what's required. You can put images in there and so on to show, look, I want a hero image and this is typically what a hero image looks like and so on. And then you set it up in such a way that Content Snare automatically chases them for that content. The interface makes it easy for your client to see what's required and to get everything to you in record time. When it comes back, you tick a little box to say that it's been approved or you don't tick the box and you make some little text message to them and basically it sends that to them and they have to then make alterations. In the end, you get all the ticks in a row and you're done. Now you're ready to download everything, get the website built, 
So, you know, it's a really, really great system. I'm using it personally myself, so I can actually recommend it. So don't let content headaches get in the way of you doing you doing what you do best. Try Content Snare today. And if you go to contentsnare.com and use the coupon code WPBUILD, that's all lowercase, no spaces, you're gonna get 50% off the first two months of your account. Once again, that's contentsnare.com with the coupon code WPBUILDS. And we thank Content Snare for their support of the WP Builds podcast. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the news section. I've got, I think it's four different bits of news today. We'll see. I might add a fifth, but I think it's going to be four. Very briefly, um, the people over at the Gothenburg plugin, Sai, we're talking about Gothenburg again, but there you go. They've decided that they're going to offer um, a, a button or some kind of interface so that you can go back to the old interface, the old sort of tiny MCE. So if that's of interest to you, um, you know, I think a lot of people have been anxious about this kind of stuff and having the option there to roll back to the traditional version of WordPress, the traditional editor that we all know and have become familiar with, that's going to be quite cool. Um, Equifax have had a major breach over the last couple of weeks. Um, in the in the United States, as in the UK, we have these credit rating agencies of which Equifax is a very large player and they've managed to lose the, the details of $143 million. Um, and that's a really large amount. So basically, um, you know, if you're living in the US and you feel that you need to lock your um, credit rating, I would uh, explore ways to do that. It's horrific. It's not really WordPress news, but it's horrific nevertheless. Now, there's a man called Mason Souza or Souza, S-O-I-Z-A. And really, oh boy, this is a really interesting story because he has... He, he seems like he's like a one-man spam machine. Um, the WordFence blog post basically has been going after this one man um, because he seems to res be responsible for absolutely masses of the spam going out uh, in the world, especially through WordPress. Uh, it seems like he bought a plugin called Display Widgets a little while ago, and he quickly hijacked the code so that it would uh, send out spam messages. And it seems that he's been up to this all over the place. The WordFence blog has done a real proper sort of bit of investigative journalism. And if you go over there and read the story, they've tracked him down through all sorts of interesting techniques. And it's amazing how much damage one person do. It's an interesting story. Um, certainly worth a read. I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and then the last one is um, using social proof to in, sorry to increase conversions on your website. Now, we a couple of weeks ago or a little while ago, we had Puneet on the web on the sorry on the WP Builds podcast, and he is behind Powerpack, the add-on for Beaver Builder. Well, he's got a new platform called WP Fomify. Well, FOMO, F-O-M-O, stands for fear of missing out. And he's got this new plugin, which essentially adds uh, this sort of social pressure, this uh, this little way of uh, showing on your website that people have bought things in the past, a little pop-up 
comes up in the bottom left hand corner and perhaps it comes in different places in you can set that in the UI but basically it says something like you know Jason has bought this plugin in the last 10 minutes and so on it's, it's an interesting idea um, and obviously you know having had Poonit on the on the, uh, the podcast it's nice to nice to mention stuff that he's doing that's over at WP Fomify or Fomify F-O-M W-P sorry F-O-M-I-F-Y dot com and certainly worth checking out Right. Okay, the news is over. Um, Now we're going to go on to the main section of the podcast, which, as I said, is Craig Hewitt. Um, And Craig is from the Seriously Simple Podcasting plugin. He's got an awful lot of nice stuff to say about the podcasting, uh, you know, the state of podcasting at the minute and why you should be starting. And also, importantly, about how you might get your files onto his service, which I have to say we have started to do. And uh, I, I really do rate, rate it. It's a great platform. It's cut my time by about an hour each week. Um, and I now basically just click one button to get this podcast episode out to you guys, which makes it incredibly easy. So anyway, here he comes, Craig Hewitt. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley and I'm joined today by David Wormsley. Hi, David. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. How are you? Also, oh, yeah, really good. Thanks. It's um, it's a it's a suitably dis- dismal day in the UK, which is fairly typical. But there you go. However, mm-hmm. hopefully, we've got somebody to bring us a ray of sunshine. Nice segue um, from France, <laughs> and his name is Craig Hewitt. So, hi, Craig. Hey, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. I think we're um, we're we're ready to talk to you today about um, a, a product that we've just started using. Um, if you're in the podcasting space or you are thinking about podcasting, which we'll come to in a moment, then Craig's products may well be something that you should be looking at because after using his platform for probably four weeks now. Um, I'm totally sold. I think it's really great. And uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later. But um, it is called Seriously Simple Podcasting. It takes a sort of couple of angles. One of them is a plugin, which I confess I don't use um, and know too much about. So hopefully Craig will tell us about that. But the bit that we're using is the hosting side of things. So we'll definitely be talking about that. So my first question, Craig, I suppose, is um, why are you living in France if you're an American? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, so... I guess as of November of last year, anyone who's American would love to not live in the States probably. Um, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> I think I can say that, right? No, we, we got out uh, before then, actually, about since May of last year, we uh, have been in Europe, traveled um, starting in May of last year, Ireland, Spain, Portugal, France, landed in France in a little town called Annecy, oh. which is just kind of in the foothills of the Alps. And... Uh, for a lot of reasons, just fell in love, and we decided, okay, we're going to stay here. Um, so this was right after I quit my kind of corporate job and got into being a, an entrepreneur full-time. And, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, we can live with the business that I run. We can live anywhere. We have team members all over the world. And uh, I think if you don't take advantage of the lifestyle that this kind of business affords, then you're, you're probably missing out because the downside and the risk is is definitely there. So taking advantage of some of these things is is really cool um how's your french it's pretty good I, you know so we've been here a year and i i speak uh i can get by i'll say that i don't speak <laughs> as well answer. as my kids I don't, I, we have a five and six year old 
they go to French school here and they are fluent um, in just a year. And you know, so it's really amazing. I was but my wife to... and I, oh, you know, we sound like Neanderthals, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to retort to your aspirational comment of, um, you know, the d- digital nomad and moving and taking advantage. I was about to retort with, ah, but I've got kids. <laughs> but that doesn't work. <laughs> you've got kids and you've done it. Oh, I am genuinely jealous I have often spoken to people about how my desire to live in France. I don't care where it is in France, frankly. I think the French lifestyle is utterly, utterly without parallel. I really, really like it. So I'm incredibly jealous. But we can't talk about France for the whole pro- uh, the whole podcast. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cut right into WP stuff, and I'm gonna ask you. Um, how long have you been doing plugins? Um, how long have you been doing WordPress development or indeed web development as a thing? Is this something you learned out of college or are you new to it? Uh, tell us more. Yeah, so uh, I am pretty new to the WordPress world as a as a product owner. Um, in December of last year, I got an email from a, a friend who uh, got word that the previous owner of Seriously Simple Podcasting, a fellow by the name of Hugh Lashbrook, most people in the WordPress world might know Hugh, he works for Automatic now, um, was the the creator and the founder of Seriously Simple Podcasting. And as he works for Automatic, they have a clause where their employees cannot monetize WordPress-related products. And so Seriously Simple Podcasting had at that time been an entirely free product. And Hugh was looking to just kind of offload it because he couldn't monetize it and it was taking up his time and he was just looking to focus on his work with Automatic. And so uh, we were fortunate to be able to acquire the plugin. And since then, starting in about January, we built Seriously Simple Hosting, the hosting platform that you guys use, and hooked it into the free plugin. Um, And so we launched that in May, so about three and a half months ago. So what do you have a sort of vast experience with hosting? Because, I mean, hosting is fraught with horrors. Um, maybe you could tell us um, how it actually works on a sort of medium technical level. What exactly happens when you, um, when well, in my case, I'll explain the workflow. I go into a post, I click um, a button and it asks me to upload my audio file, in this case, an MP3. I click the button, upload it, and then magic happens. A little blue bar appears at the top and it says uploading, uploading. And then when it's uploaded, fields get auto-populated and it says, here's the URL for the podcast. That's all. That all takes about 30 seconds. Here's how long it is, um, and so on and so forth. And it, it's all, to me, it's complete magic. It's voodoo. How, <laughs> how does it work? What on earth is going on? Yeah, so I get a bit of a background. I uh, I am not a, a developer. I, I pretend to be a developer on our team, but we have uh, we have two guys uh, who live in South Africa, who are the developers, um, and they're fantastic. They're they're great to work with. I'm a an engineer by trade, but just not a developer. So I'm technical enough to know a lot of stuff, but just dangerous enough to <laughs> to contribute <laughs> a little bit of code to our repo, and and I break stuff uh, pretty frequently, but. Uh, I've learned I've learned the merits of Git uh, really well because of that. But um, yeah, so so from a high level, y- y- we use uh, AWS for for almost all of our backend at this point. And, and what happens really is um, you sign up for your hosting account and you get an API key, and then you go into WordPress and just enter your email and your API key, and that connects your WordPress site with the hosting platform. And then when you're in a post 
or Seriously Simple Podcasting automatically creates a custom post type of podcast. When you go into create a, a podcast post, if you would like, you can do either. Um, there is that field for, you know, click here to upload your media file. Um, and once you do that, then the file goes automatically to S3. Uh, and then once it's in S3, uh, we, we push it to the, the rest of the web app, uh, which is an EC2, both AWS products. And uh, yeah, and so, so then all of your podcast data from WordPress, so the post title and description and publish date and the media file all lives in our system as well as in WordPress. And then we return some of the metadata about the podcast file, like the, the URL on our system, the duration and the file size, both of which we need for your podcast feed. And then you can publish the post now or later or whenever, just like uh, kind of standard WordPress workflow from there. Um, but one of the things that Seriously Simple Podcasting has always done is allow you to create and manage your podcast feed in WordPress. So if you don't host with us, you want to host with Libsyn or on your own S3 account or something like that, you can. Um, but what we try to do is kind of take all of the the process of uploading the file here and bringing that URL back to WordPress and all this kind of stuff. We just remove all that and say, you're already in WordPress. Upload your file from WordPress. We'll do all the stuff on the back end, return that URL to you so that you can create and manage your, your content from WordPress like you do for the rest of your site. Yeah, I mean, it, it is ludicrously simple. I mean, I'm I'm used to plugins taking a little bit of getting used to and, and sometimes being really simple but there was I didn't hit your site or tutorials I don't even know if you've got any tutorials to be honest because I uh, went into a post there was the field I thought oh, okay I'll upload and it all just happened and it was it, it is brilliant and it what you're doing is you're removing that friction aren't you that that hassle it's another thing to do um, we produce a podcast once a week, but there's probably a, a, an awful lot of people who produce much shorter podcasts on a regular basis. And that time just adds up creating the file, going into AWS, whatever platform you're using, uploading it and so on. And, and you've just removed all that friction. And it's technically brilliant. I love it. I'm really genuinely surprised by how simple it is. Prior to coming to you, we use SoundCloud. And, and at that point, I thought the workflow was okay. You know, it was fine, but it was it wasn't. It was utter garbage compared to what you bring because now all I do is click that button and basically I'm done. The feed is all created autonomously and, and it just works. So yeah, bravo. I think you've done a, a really good job. So when you bought, well, I say bought, when you acquired the uh, Seriously Simple Podcasting plugin, were you planning at that point to do the hosting solution or was that something you were planning to do anyway and it was just a happy coincidence that this product came became available uh i had not planned on getting into the podcast hosting space uh, i think that it's relatively competitive and without a uh, a base of users and sort of that audience i think it would have been tougher to to get into to build like a standalone web app that's a hosting platform uh, so we are we are niched down pretty specifically right now into the WordPress space just because I think it makes a lot of sense kind of from where we came from. Um, but yeah, when when I knew that the plugin was available, my first thought was definitely uh, hosting is like a perfect fit for this because uh, there are other products that do a similar type of thing. I think we do them better, but there are other people that do a similar type of thing. And so the the market was kind of proven there. Um, and it allows for recurring revenue, which is a, a pretty cool thing to be able to build into a product. Mm. 
So it's all hosted within Amazon's web services. Um, and we're constantly kind of being bombarded about how we need to have our content distributed all over the world, you know, CDNs and so on. Do, do you think, does your service leverage that? Do you have these files hosted all over the world? I mean, I don't really understand AWS. Is there a benefit to shoving it in their enormous cloud as opposed to hosting a file upon your own shared hosting server, if you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, so AWS doesn't uh, doesn't have to have a CDN included in it. Uh, so by default, if you stick a file on S3, it is delivered from one place, wherever your S3 bucket is located. So there's a couple places in the US and in Europe and Asia and South America. Um, to use a CDN does a couple things. And so there's one built into AWS. It's called CloudFront. And that's where we started. And for our purposes, it it wasn't a great fit, and we actually just moved CDNs last week to a, a company called Stackpath. Hmm. Uh, it used to be Mac CDN, uh, and they're great. And we did that for for a, a couple of reasons. You know, at this point, we have about 175 users, and um, started as like our first kind of experience in scaling. Uh, S3 as a storage mechanism is perfect for us, but the CloudFront CDN, just the way they bill. Uh, is not great for us, and so we use we move to Stackpath, and they have a little bit more friendly uh, cost and structure environment for the type of thing we do with the amount of data that we move. But the thing that that a CDN allows you, so so you have the this audio file for this podcast will be on S3, but if you don't hook it up to a CDN, whether it's CloudFront or Stackpath or Cloudflare then it's only going to be sent from that one physical location. A CDN just allows you to distribute that, like you said, all over the world. And for audio or video in particular, it allows for a really great streaming experience for the users, people who listen on your site or they stream on their on their app or whatever, um, and for download times. you know. So if you're downloading a, a podcast file and it's you know this is going to be 50 megabytes, uh, if it's across the world it could take some time if it's in a server that's the next town over then it's going to go a lot faster and so that's why we use the cdn and and it genuinely does have uh, an impact i mean my um my experience with playing podcasts is essentially i i my whole system is is based upon pocket Casts, which is an android app um and it kind of sucks in the data overnight um, while I'm asleep uh, of episodes that have been updated during that night. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm ready to go and sit on the train or whatever, and, and it's all there. So I never really encounter that issue. And for our podcast, I have no idea if on SoundCloud that was an issue. You know, you hit the play button and it just uh, whirs and nothing happens. Wait, 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 wait. Um, but but from what you're saying, there's a, an absolute definitive benefit in terms of getting the first bite, if you like, the first little few seconds played and, and it's a, a much more seamless experience. Yeah, I think so. It's not something you have to have. You certainly could just stream the files from one location, but it's, yeah, it's a better experience. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, would that be an SEO benefit as well? I mean, I know not necessarily, I mean, I don't know. Do you get SEO benefits for audio files? Can anything like that even count towards SEO? You know, I, I would be inclined to say no, yeah. but, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that there was 175 people, um, and you've been going since December. Is that right? 
Uh, we launched in May, so oh. oh, almost almost four months. Yeah. Wow. So that to me feels like really quick growth. Is that was that quick enough for you? Were you expecting more or? Uh, yeah, it's been you know it's been really consistent. We have a couple of people sign up every day, which is great. Um, I think if we would have gotten fifty users the first day, uh, it would have been tough because I mean, like a lot of things, we've made a lot of improvements in the last three months. Um, and we, we probably would have bumped our head a little bit if we would have had a ton of users the first day, but, uh, no, I mean, it's been, it's been nice growth. We're looking at, at some ways to, to keep that going and, and accelerate it a little bit now because we, we are really set up to grow the platform and it's, it's really robust at this point. Um, so yeah, I've been really happy with it and looking forward to, to seeing what we can do with it going forward. Yeah. 175 people in four months to me feels like good growth, nothing to be, you know, sort of, um, banging your head against the wall about. And it also speaks of the fact that, you know, if it carries on at that rate, you'll be up into the, the thousands before you know it. And you mentioned technical challenges. That's always interesting to hear about because it, it speaks of you taking care of your platform and taking care of the product. What, what, technical stuff have you had to fix over the last four months? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that you guys and people listening to, to the show can appreciate that WordPress as a, as a ecosystem to build products in has its kind of inherent challenges, you know, so every environment that our plugin is installed on and that the hosting platform interfaces with is different. So just a lot of new experiences and environments uh, for us to, to, to see how our product uh, interacts with mm. has been interesting, especially at first. You know, we, in development and testing, we tested on a handful of different types of server environments and, and hosts. And then you get it out there and you have 20 or 30 users and they're all different. Uh, and so we had some things that we learned there. Uh, and then file uploads is kind of, like you said, really what we do. Uh, we allow you to upload your file. And so uh, we, we said at first, oh, you know, we can upload a file uh, like this and we utilize some of the, the native WordPress file upload um, and then got to say like, oh, well, you know, this guy has a three hour long podcast file ah. that he wants to upload and it's 200 megabytes. There's no WordPress host out there that would let you do that. And so then we moved from passing the file through WordPress to now it goes straight to S3 which has made a huge difference. Um, and that's just something that we wouldn't have known really well without getting the product out there. And we iterated on it in the first couple of weeks. So that's been a big, a big improvement to the product. And I think that into the user experience. Um, and then I mentioned as we, as we've grown, uh, you know, we're seeing some things as far as scaling the cloud infrastructure that we have um, and moving CDNs was one of them. And the next one will be, you know, looking at multiple servers and things like load balancers that I pretend to know, you know, a lot about. <laughs> but we we work with some really great guys uh, in that space that are like sysadmin that that are kind of building a plan for us going forward. It's not something we have to address right now. We're not maxing out our computing resources, but um, in the hosting space, as you said, that it just is really resource intensive, and so we're we're coming up with a strategy now to, to kind of prepare ourselves to stay ahead of that game. Cause I think if you get behind in scaling, it, it gets really challenging. And so we're doing some things proactively now to, to stay ahead of the, the resource utilization that, that we expect based on how, how fast we've been growing. Yeah. And it's been nice that it's consistent cause it makes it kind of predictable. Well, that's, I mean, it's good for me to hear that because, um, 
you know, I'm this this podcast is an important thing to me. I, you know, we spend quite a bit of time doing it, and essentially, it boils down to a file on a computer somewhere. Um, and if that stuff isn't being taken care of, um, then I'm going to worry. And it sounds to me like you've you've got my back, which is really nice. Thank Absolutely. You. Yep. <laughs> um, now your your plugin for WordPress. So you've got two parts to your products, if you like. You've got the hosting side, which is a paid for service, and then you've got the the seriously simple podcast plugin. Now, is that is that all for free? Because I notice um, on your website that you've got these add on modules. I think six of them. Uh, so there's um, the seriously simple hosting, which we've just described, which is paid for. There's seriously simple stats transcripts, speakers, there's Genesis support, and there's a media player styling kit. Are they all uh, free add-ons apart from, obviously, the, the hosting one? Yeah, yep, absolutely. And they, w- w- would you like to describe what they do and what they bring and why somebody might like to look at your player as opposed to another player out there on the market? Sure, yeah, so uh, so I think the big one is the stats module. I think it's something that most people use, and, and including you guys. Yep. And, uh, and the stats module, as the name indicates, just allows you to, to collect stats on your podcast episodes, again, in WordPress. We're actually uh, releasing a new version of it this week, maybe next week, by the Ooh. time this goes out, probably, uh, which will give you a lot more data, again, in WordPress. Ooh. Um, yeah, which is cool. And Can then, you tell me more and, about that? <laughs> I want to yeah. know about that. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So uh, it, it's a couple of things. One, we're going to give you uh, a meta box right on the the WordPress admin dashboard. So the homepage you come in when you log into WordPress, we're going to give you a box there that says, you know, trending over the last three months, this is your, your total podcast listens. And you'll be able to drill down as you can now into specific episodes. Yep. And then on the, on the stats page within WordPress, we're going to give you a, kind of a snapshot of your last episodes over the last three months uh per episode right which is something that right now you have to drill down into each individual episode yep yep uh and then we're adding google play support as a a listening source so right now we give you listening sources and we give things like pocket cast like you mentioned or play in the app or download or open in a new window um and we're adding google play as a listening source um just because it's growing i mean it's it's huge especially outside of the u.s android is the the market leader worldwide and definitely outside of the u.s Uh, and so people are kind of asking hey i have this giant category of listening sources as right now it says other um and so we're gonna we're gonna build google play as a as a source there so you have a better idea of kind of what platform your your listeners are tuning in on. Do you know, that's really interesting because when, when we set up this podcast, going back about eight months or so, um, one of the things that I did as my first task was to make sure it was available on everything, you know, iTunes and what have you. And man alive, the hoops I had to jump through to get it to work on Google Play. I had to, I had to use a VPN to claim that I was based in North America in order yeah. for them to accept my um, feed URL, is, have they expanded that service now? Is it now available all over the place? Uh, no, no. And then that's it's a challenge for us. I mean, we none of our team members are based in the U.S., so trying to work with Google Play is, uh, from a development standpoint, has been challenging. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, there yeah. you go. If you are trying to set it up, use a VPN based in North America and then do exactly yeah. what the instructions say and it'll work. Oh, that's brilliant because I, I, I'm kind of really interested in looking at the stats. It's, it's only something that I've become interested in since using your platform, really. I think David and I just lit, played and toyed with them a little bit, but that's great. Do you, um, do you envisage at any time being able to offer like really granular stats in terms of when people dropped off listening and you know at what point engagement disappears and that kind of thing? Yeah, it's like you can read my mind. Yeah, so we are, <laughs> we uh, we have it in development, and it uh, it is working already uh, to where we'll give you uh, the average listening duration for each episode, and then a percentage of the total. You know, so this episode is forty five minutes. The average is thirty two minutes and seventeen seconds, and that's whatever sixty two percent of the episode. We'll give you that for the listens on your website. That's the only place we really control. Uh, the the data and the experience. So if someone plays on your website or opens it in a new window, um, we'll be able to collect that data and then report it back to you. David, prepare to be miserable when this stuff is finally <laughs> revealed. <laughs> so it's a it's a huge deal. So Apple announced at their WWDC uh, earlier this year that they are going to start releasing that for the the native iOS podcast app. Yep. On who knows how kind of granular basis. And so what we're building will be a complement to that. Surely it'll be similar type of data. So you'll get uh, from the website, how long people are listening uh, and from Apple at some point in the future, how long people are listening just on the iOS app. And it's a tough thing with podcasting. So, so you download an episode into pocket cast uh, and then it's kind of gone from anyone's control. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is, yeah, I mean, I was assuming when it showed me that the amount of plays, I was assuming that was literally people who pressed the play button and then it could drop off two seconds afterwards. But that would, sure. yeah, I guess it's a silo. There's no way of really knowing. Anyway, sorry, I really interrupted you. So six add-ons, seriously simple hosting, seriously simple stats, and then we come to transcripts. What's that? Yep, so transcripts just allows you to embed a transcript of your episode into the post okay. and allow it to be downloaded if you'd like as like a PDF. Uh, and then speakers is so for you and David, uh, you would have like a profile link below the player for each of you uh, to go to a page that tells people what you're about and what you do and things. And then the media player styling kit gives you the ability to to style a few parameters of the media player, uh, like color, um, and make it kind of clean up a little bit for your site. And that's also something that we're working on kind of revamping the media player because we use the the default WordPress media player right now. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of room for improvement there. Yeah. So we're we're working on it, and that's I'm uh, I'm not a designer, so we're working with some really great uh, talented people to give us some some good input there. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, as is often the case, I sort of dominate the conversation, so I'm going to I'm going to hand over to Dave to ask a few more questions. So David, over to you. Yeah, I just wanted to go in a different direction because I discovered. Um, Podcast Motor, which is another site of yours, which does a slightly different thing. And I signed up actually to it yesterday because you've got on it uh, a, a little course, I, um, the the Podcast Motor Academy. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I wondered if we could talk because probably some folks will be listening to us or probably considering uh, starting a podcast. And, you know, you in that course, you answer some great questions. And I just wonder if you could give us a few soundbites on it, like how to identify your ideal listener. That's one of the things that your course solves. 
Yeah. So uh, I guess to step back a little bit. So yeah, Podcast Motor is the another mm-hmm. business that I run. It's been going uh, about three years now. And we do uh, podcast editing and production, typically for businesses uh, or entrepreneurs. And so we have a team of folks who are audio engineers. We have a team of show note writers. We have a transcriptionist. Uh, so the idea being, like for you guys, you would record this episode, stick it in Dropbox. Our team does all the audio work, all the show note writing, and then we produce and publish the show for you. So you don't have to do anything other than record the episode. Um, so that's kind of my first entrepreneurial venture. Um, but a big part of our work with Podcast Motor is teaching people how to podcast. And so, yeah, Podcast Motor Academy is a free uh, email and video course that that kind of walks people through a lot of the, like you said, David, the, the questions that you ought to ask yourself as you're getting started. Like, who's your ideal listener? How are you going to reach them? How are you going to grow your audience? How, how do you record a freaking podcast? And where do you host it? And what's WordPress? Uh, because we have a ton of people that come from us and just say, I want to start a podcast. And, uh, you know, that's people who are interested in working with podcast motor. So there's many, many, many more people who probably can't afford to work with podcast motor, but just want to start a podcast as a hobby. And so we want to try to help as many people as we can just say, okay, here is like a really concise way to get started. It, it may not be like the ultimate best possible way, but it's going to get you started pretty easily. Um, and so we, we try to kind of 80, 20 that say like buy the $50 mic and host it here and use WordPress and, um, just, just a easy kind of straightforward way that people can follow to get started podcasting. Yeah, it's great. And you do a podcast over there as well. We do, we do. Mm. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. So the podcast murder show, uh, we, we try to interview a lot of different type of people in the podcasting world. Cause I mean, it's just amazing. We, we both kind of live in this techie entrepreneurial space, but when you when you zoom back a little bit in podcasting uh, and just in content, there are people that do all sorts of stuff, and it's really interesting talking to them about how they approach their podcast. So I think we all can learn a lot uh, when taking a different perspective like that. Yeah. Uh, have you got any kind of sound bites for us now? I mean, identifying an ideal audience. When Nathan and I started, we really didn't know. We were just talking to people. Well, we just we never thought about this. We were in a couple of groups and we shared a, a few interests and that's where we started. So we never did that process. Is there? A, do you think there's a, a kind of special way of going about this if you really wanted to start a podcast but not sure how to sort of zoom in on who your audience is likely to be? Yeah, I, mean, I think that, that you guys probably did it intuitively a bit, right? You said you're in these mm. groups, you both work with WordPress. Uh, but, but I think the more that you can get really granular about who exactly your ideal listener is. So like, where do they live? What do they do? Or maybe are they male or female? Um, how old are they? What, what do they have interests in? What do they have troubles or problems or concerns with? Uh, and then just list those things out and give them a name, right? So like Pete, Mm -hmm. the podcast listener, that's what I say. Um, so like, you know, what does Pete do? Where does he live? What does he want to do one day? Um, what is he really happy about? Does he want to lose 30 pounds or quit his job or, uh, you know, move to England or, or whatever it is. Um, cause I think the more you can do those things and put names and values with those questions, then when you're doing things like, what am I going to do a podcast about? Or does this advertiser fit my, my brand and the message that I'm trying to share with people? then the answers to those questions are really easy. You think about 
Pete, right? So would mm. Pete like this? Does Pete like this advertiser? Uh, does Pete hang out on Facebook or Instagram? Uh, all those things become a lot easier once you have literally a person who is like an avatar of who your listeners are. Yes. So I think it's really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think um, monetizing the show, do you think that's linked in with identifying your audience in, in the beginning? Because that's one thing that we we struggled with. We did it because we do it for the love of it and we'll continue to do that, I guess. Uh, Nathan particularly does most of the work. But, you know, then you come to the thing, well, we ought to get something back for the, all of this work. Do you think that's um, bound in together, monetizing and identifying your audience? Mm. Uh, I think it depends. And I don't mm. mean to, to evade the question, but I think it depends. I think that there are we talk about two kind of different types of approach to podcast and one is entertainment, right? And so this mm -hmm. is like Mark Marin and some of these guys that have tons of downloads and people from all over the world and all different walks of life. Um, and for them, I think that being consistent with the, the type of listener you have and what's important to them is obviously really hard just because it's so different. Uh, but for somebody like you guys, who you have a really specific idea of who your listener is, there's not a ton of variety in who those listeners are, that staying true to to their values and their interests is more important. So if you guys brought on, whatever, <laughs> dial soap as, a, <laughs> as an advertiser, a lot of your listeners would say, what in the heck is going on here? Whereas you guys have uh, you know, seriously simple podcasting sponsor. Uh, you know, we're a WordPress product for podcasters, and these people are probably WordPress people listening to a podcast. It makes a lot more sense. So I think it's all kind of the type of podcast that you have. And for us, it really breaks down into those two kind of buckets. It, it There's a little bit of overlap, but it really is like the mass appeal, large market, or niching down into talking to one very specific type of person. Yes. Yeah. I think we should have soap. I saw a post today on Facebook. Somebody, it was hilarious. Somebody had done some marketing on their soap. So they had soap for introverts uh, and a little caption <laughs> saying, <laughs> saying, you know, seriously, you're not going anywhere. So it's unscented, you know, <laughs> we could get away with that soap. Oh, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, because there was another thing that you talk about as well, which I think, Nathan, you'd agree with this one. We, this was new to us when we interviewed somebody else. There's actually a, a, a launch sequence, isn't there, for, for launching your podcast. There's actually a, a way to do it, which I don't think we were aware of. No. Yeah, no. yeah. I think it's like a lot of content. You can, uh, you can just create three episodes and stick them out there and hope that a lot of people listen. But uh, I think that... What we've seen, we've launched, geez, 25 podcasts probably for our customers, is if you do it in a, in a sort of strategic and intentional way, the results are going to be a lot better. And so that's things like launch with a couple of episodes, but not like 10, right? Because if you launch with one, people are going to be like, well, that's great, but I would like a little bit more because this is new and I want to find out what Nathan and David are all about. But if you launch with 10 no one is going to listen to all 10, right? So <laughs> launch with right. two or three, maybe launch like twice a week for a while to get kind of a, a padding of, of listeners and listenership and downloads and things like that in iTunes. It'll help your, your ratings. Um, but, but then it's a lot of the, the typical marketing stuff that, you know, engage with your listeners somewhere else other than the podcast, because in podcasting, like we talk and they listen, right? <laughs> so it's like, uh, 
finding a way to have that two-way communication. So it's a Facebook group or an email list or following on social media um, and doing those things and, and trying to communicate with your audience on those platforms and in those ways is the way that, that we've seen really successful podcasts launch. Um, so the, the nuts and bolts of how you do it a little bit, but then treating it like a product launch conceptually is yes. uh is really important yeah yeah i think nathan would you agree we're, we're we're kind of working this stuff out backwards aren't we yeah we basically didn't have a clue um and i think it would be easy to claim that we still don't um <laughs> but we just decided to do it and we recorded one and then we put it out and then the next week we did <laughs> another one and we put that out and and to be honest there wasn't even a, a thought of we're going to do this forever there was a let's do a few and see how it goes luckily as as luck would have it, David already had an audience, um, so the, the podcast went straight into a, a Facebook group where David already had a certain amount of kudos and credibility, um, and so I was basically able to piggyback on the back of that. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't have a strategy, and to be honest with you, looking back, I think having a strategy, as as you've mentioned, Craig, would have been quite a sensible thing to do. I was purely tied up with the nuts and the bolts of how to get the thing going. You know, where do the files go? How do I link SoundCloud with FeedBurner or iTunes or whatever? And there was no time for that. And I, and I think if we'd have needed to monetize this, it would have been a catastrophe because, we, we you know, there's no hope of that. But if, um, as it was, we were just doing it because we like doing it. So it didn't really matter too much. But I guess it's tremendous advice that if you're going to launch a podcast and you've got any aspirations of turning a profit out of it relatively soon, plan yeah. it, make it, make it happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For sure. Craig, do you know, um, I wonder if you have any stats generally on it. I, I, I was interested in those who decide to go for a series of podcasts so that, you know, series one and it'll be eight or 12 episodes and then they have a break. Do you, do you think there's any merit in that over going weekly all the time or, or vice versa? Mm. Yeah. So I think that, uh, geez, it's tough. So it's just a trade off really. I think that mm -hmm. the nice thing about series is that it makes the theming of those eight episodes is really easy. So this is all about uh, WordPress plugin development, uh, right? So that's easy for everyone to understand. Um, it's nice as a podcaster because it allows you to take a break in mm -hmm. between series. Um, but the downside, I think, the, is if you take a long time in between series, you definitely lose listeners. Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, for me, like I listen to the dozen podcasts that I listen to. If they don't publish regularly and that can be weekly every other week monthly twice a week whatever it is i expect that podcast from those guys at whatever interval um and so if you're irregular or unpredictable with it i think that you see a drop in listenership just because people then don't know hey when is craig gonna have a podcast right so if you if you do a series be really again intentional about okay this is eight episodes and we're going to take two weeks off and then we're going to come back with another eight episodes uh, and then your listeners are like, cool, that's that's great. If you say this is a 12 week series and then we'll be back in January, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to like invest the mental energy in trying to keep up with that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we just randomly settled on this week thing. Like we said, it feels like a good fit. It, it sometimes the the idea of having a break is very appealing um, because it's just, you know, work, life and all of that kind of stuff. It's hard to get the, the episodes lined up one after another. 
But I absolutely agree. Just about every single podcast that I listen to that's backed up on my podcast player is a weekly thing and i'm totally expecting the next one and for the ones that i really like i'm actually looking forward to it and i'm i'm you know like i get one that uploads on tuesday night so i know that by wednesday morning it's going to be there and as soon as i wake up i'm going to listen to the first few minutes of that it's um security now by steve gibson on the twit network and I'm, it's ridiculous that I love it so much, but I really do. And if it went missing for a week, I'd be, ah, ah, where's it gone? <laughs> and I'm totally suckered into that. And so I, I hear all their messages and all their advertising and, and every week just feels perfect for me. I don't know how they do that either because he, he must have holidays, but, and it's live as well. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, <laughs> back to you, David. No, I'm done. I think we're actually getting probably close to the end, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I've got just a couple more if um, if Craig's willing mm. to answer a few more questions. Sure. Um, so we've talked a lot about the legacy of, you know, actually setting up a podcast and where the files go and, you know, what the strategy might be and all that kind of stuff. What I want to know is, do you think podcasting, because it feels to me like podcasting has got this massive resurgence recently. It feels like over the last year, two years, something like that, that podcasting is just, there's a big groundswell. More people are doing it. It seems to be more important. The technology is in your pocket now to listen to them on the train journey and so on. Do you think investing the time in a podcast is a good bet from this moment on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would be silly if I didn't say that yeah, probably, yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly do think that it is a great way to connect with people, both uh, as like odd from an audience perspective, but also, you know, if you're getting into a new space or a different part of your industry, starting a podcast and interviewing people and, and framing them as the expert is a wonderful networking opportunity. So if you're a, if you're the only person on your show and you're interviewing someone every week, at the end of a year, you have 50 new friends who know about you and how much you know about WordPress or whatever. And, and so it's it's a great, I think it's a great way to, to build your network and your rapport with some influencers in your space. And it doesn't matter what what your space is or what your industry is. I think it, it can be anything. Um, but but the thing that the thing that we see um, for for both seriously simple podcasting and our customers coming there or with working with Podcast Motor and our customers there is people are coming to podcasting because they're already doing something else, right? They have a big YouTube channel or they have a blog that's successful and some of that's getting saturated and it's harder to stand out there and they see podcasting as a way they can stand out and differentiate themselves in whatever way the type of show or the angle they take on their topic. Um, and so they're coming into podcasting to, to kind of differentiate themselves and their content and yeah, I mean, it's a great way to to co- to connect with people. I think um, it seems to me that there's just everything. It's a bit like when the internet came around in the '90s. You know, all of a sudden people were talking about, oh, there's a web page for this thing, and if you're into the history of buckets, there's a web page for that, <laughs> and you know, if you're like whatever. And it now seems that if you go to your podcast app and you type in just about anything, somebody somewhere is creating a podcast. So it feels to me like a brand new democratization of almost like radio or television and I I really love it and and I'm really bullish about the future of podcasting I think it's going to become more and more important 
um, as time goes on. I'm certainly hoping so. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're right. It was a dumb question, that, because you only had one response. But nevertheless, it was interesting to hear your response. One very final thing. I do thing. think, uh, oh, sorry, sorry just to, no, no, no. to tag onto that, I do think that we're at an interesting point where there is uh, like venture capital money coming into podcasting and not just, uh, you know, podcast hosting or, or whatever, but venture capital money coming in to create podcasts. So like the Gimlet network and things like that, where, uh, it will be a different story for an independent person like me or for you guys to create a podcast and compete with these professional organizations in the future. Uh, I don't think it will be impossible. It'll just be different. And, and it's kind of like you said, with the internet coming around and, and you know, there was, yahoo and excite and now there's a blog for everyone uh, i think that we'll probably have to be a little more creative about how we create our content um when we're going up with more and more of these big professional organizations well david we can only hope that podcasts that came around <laughs> before all of this have at least got a fighting chance <laughs> yes <laughs> so my final question is um it's not really a question well it is um when I moved over to your platform, we had about uh, 35 episodes or something like that. And somebody, either manual, because I think it had to be manual, somebody took on the burden of doing that because I didn't do it. Um, somebody migrated all of the audio files from SoundCloud for me. I don't really know what you did. And then somebody went into all of my posts and changed the URLs. Is that a manual thing? And do you do that um, as part of the service or were you just being very kind to me? And is there a limit you know, if somebody came to you with 3,000 episodes, would you still, would you do that? It was just for you guys. Yeah. Oh, you're so <laughs> yeah. kind. How Thank about you. that? <laughs> no, so that is, uh, it is something that we, we did from the start. We built it in from when we launched our product is uh, two kind of flavors of, of importing and migrating your data. So one is, if you're already using WordPress and seriously simple podcasting to manage your files, but you're hosting them, on your on your WordPress web server, or if you're hosting them on SoundCloud or Libsyn, something like that, and then you're using seriously simple podcasting to manage your feed and the content on your site, then we have an automatic importer that you just click a button and it takes and takes all of those files, moves them to our platform, and then comes back and rewrites those media file URLs for each post. Uh, kind of the same experience when you upload a file, and we just do that uh, from your existing posts. So that's all automatic when you sign up. Uh, there's a little button that appears that would you like to import your your contents to serious of hosting you say yes it takes depending on how many files you have and how long they are an hour or two or three and you get an email back and says voila it's done uh if you're moving like you guys were from soundcloud or from libsyn or simplecast or wherever the million different options are uh just send a request to us and say hey i'm moving i signed up with serious and simple hosting i'd like to move here's kind of how things are set up right now and we have a team and a lot of different processes around automating that. Uh, some of it is definitely manual, but uh, we have a lot of automation around bringing the files to to our platform is the easy part. And then kind of how you have things set up on your WordPress site, there's, there's a few more variables around. But uh, yeah, the imports and the migrations are, are free and, and something that we're proud to, to be able to offer to everybody because it's a big thing to move all of your files for for a, a general user for us it's pretty straightforward because we understand a lot of the nuts and bolts of of our system and and other systems in wordpress yeah but for me it was just a pain point it was just one of those it was a nice little oh good i don't have to do it 
Um, and although we're young, I can imagine that if this decision had been made four or five years down the road and there's maybe 250 episodes, that would have been an absolute killer. Um, so, yeah, great, great feature. I love that. Thanks for doing that. That's brilliant. So I think we're kind of um, running out of questions. So we'll we'll sort of draw a line under the interview aspect. But I would like to draw attention to the fact that Craig um, has kindly offered to do a bit of a giveaway. It seems to be a bit of a theme now um, that we're often giving away something at the end of these episodes. And Craig has offered a year of free, seriously simple hosting um, for for one lucky person. Now, the way that we do this these days is to go to wpbuilds.com forward slash contests with an S on the end. You know, I wish I'd have put no S and I could have just said contest, but anyway, there you go. Um, contests, and you can enter your email address and hopefully uh, you'll be the lucky person who wins it. As always, you know, share it about and you increase your chances and so on and so forth. So that being said, we always have cheesy music at the end of these episodes, which we fade in. So um, I'm going to start fading in the cheesy music and I'm going to say thank you very much to David and to Craig from Seriously Simple Podcasting. Um, Thanks a lot. Brilliant interview. Enjoyed doing that. So it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And goodbye from me, David. Thank you, Craig. My pleasure. Thanks, guys, for having me. No problem. See you guys again soon. Bye-bye. Bye.